Welcome to the Soldier on College podcast, where we engage in God's word in a way that transforms us. My name is Jason Stevens, and I'm on staff here at Soldier on College, and I'm going to continue our series about baptism. And so if you've been following along with us, you've heard about the meaning of baptism, you've heard about the subject of baptism, and you've also heard about the mode of baptism that we ascribe to. And if you haven't heard those, uh, you can go to wherever you get your podcast, go back into the season and listen to those other three episodes. Uh, But today I'm going to continue our talk and I'm going to be speaking on the administrator of baptism. And so I'm going to spend a few minutes just talking about who should actually be doing the baptizing, right? But before I get there, I want to share a bit about my personal story. And and as I do that, because I have an interesting story, (laughs) uh, as I do that, I'm going to be referring back to the mode of baptism, the meaning of baptism, the uh, subject of baptism throughout my own history. Okay, and so we we start way back in uh, the 1990s (laughs) and uh, and maybe not the 1990s, maybe the year 2000. We'll go with that. And um, and I was about 13 and I didn't grow up in the church, but there were seasons of my life where I spent time in the church with my mom, sometimes with my mom, sometimes with my dad. And uh, in, in this stage of my life, my mom was attending this missionary Baptist church. And at the end of every church service, uh, they would do an altar call and they would have people who want to dedicate their life to Christ or people who are candidates for membership and baptism. And so um, every Sunday I went there, I, I would just be overwhelmed with guilt at the end of the service. And it wasn't like a guilt over my sin, even though I know that I, I wasn't living the way that I should. It, it was more so a guilt because I felt like, man, everybody is watching me. Everybody is is expecting this of me. Man, they all know I've never been baptized. They all know I'm, I'm not really living for Jesus. I, I need to do something. And so all of that guilt uh, pushed me forward down the aisle and I walked up one one Sunday, very close to my birthday. And I remember going up there and, and chatting with the guy and uh, telling him I believe in Jesus. And he's like, okay, you are gonna get baptized next week. And during this whole time, I had no understanding of the gospel. No understanding of the gospel. I, I could probably affirm that Jesus died for my sin and rose from the dead, but I had no clue what that was supposed to mean for my life and, and any of the other uh, outworkings of the gospel. I, I just didn't know. But yet that next Sunday, I was surely baptized. I was baptized by immersion down into the water, fully out of the water, right? But nothing in my life ever changed. I was still the same old kid in seventh grade, right? Making the same jokes, doing the same things that I shouldn't be doing, right? There was no actual affection change or a life change. I had no desire for God, but yet I was baptized. And so later on, I I go to high school, I go to college, I live my life however I want. And my fourth year of college, I learn about Jesus. I start reading the gospels. Jesus begins to radically change my life. And I remember just one night saying, Jesus, I give my life to you. And after saying that, the next day I woke up and my life was completely different. 
my my heart had awakened. And, and, and then as I as I continued to read the scriptures, I, I, I began to be convicted for the verse first time. And I knew that I would never, ever be the same again. Something was different. And later on that year, I was a part of a campus ministry, a parachurch ministry, and uh, and they were doing baptisms. And so they had people signing up and I didn't know whether I should get baptized or not. And so I, I, I was I was thinking back to my past and I'm like, wait, if the subject of baptism is a believer, then I was never actually baptized, right? If baptism is an outward sign of an inward work, then there was never any inner work ever done, Right. And so I came to the conclusion I should be getting baptized because it, 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 it didn't actually symbolize anything real when I was 13. And so we had this conference and, and I'm, at, I'm with this parachurch ministry and, and they're baptizing people. And what they're doing is that uh, we are in a, um, a, a, a very interesting church and there is a huge tub in the middle of the church. And what they are doing, they are pouring buckets of water over the head of people to uh, be, to baptize them. And so I, I was one of them and the water was poured over, over my head. And I'm like, hey, you know what? This is it. I was baptized. And then years later, I, I go to seminary. And, um, and I, I would say that I am attempting to be a Baptist minister. And, and as I'm thinking through what that would look like, I realize I would never, ever instruct someone to be baptized the way that I was by pouring because I miss out on so much of the other symbolism, right? With me dying with Christ and being raised with him, right? Me me celebrating this 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 newness of life with the resurrection of Jesus and and I'm doing that when I'm going under the water and out of the water. And I'm like, man, you know, something just doesn't sit right with me and and I felt like it, if I don't really believe that this was a, a true baptism and, and that I can't uh, instruct other people to do the same, then perhaps I was never actually baptized. The mode wasn't right, right? And so uh, years later at Sojourn, Sojourn Church Midtown, um, about a year ago, right? I'm in the process to be an elder at this church, a pastor at this church, and I decide, I need to be baptized for actually the very first time because now there, there was actually a newness in my heart. I had actually come to believe and I'm going to be dunked under the water and out of the water. And so that's what I did. I shared my testimony and I was nervous, but my nervousness uh, came from, uh, from shame, shame that I've taken this long to be obedient to Christ. But what I experienced was totally different because I experienced celebration of the people of God because I had come to believe. And, and, and so much about baptism is about that part as well. Like we actually get to celebrate what God has done in saving you personally. Right. There is no other time where we have a formal event, a formal time where we can gather and celebrate you having eternal life. And that's what happened in the proper mode. The mode is expressed in scripture and through the early history of the church. And also by the proper people. Because when I was baptized, when I, when I was in college and, uh, and they did the pouring, that's one thing. But another thing is that um, it, it was a parachurch ministry and it wasn't actually the church. 
And so the question that I want to just attack here today or, or talk about today is who can actually baptize? Now, I want to preface this administrator talk with also uh, just recognizing, hey, in the scripture, it is not specific. There is no explicit call that says only these people can baptize. So a lot of the way that um, that that we think is based off wisdom from the scriptures and, and wisdom from uh, from doing life in the church. Okay. And so out of all of these three episodes, what is baptism? What is the mode? Uh, and, and who's the subject of the baptism? This is the hill that I'm least likely to die on. But still, the question becomes, who can actually baptize? And my answer would be this. Anyone the church designates. And when I say the church, I am talking about a local expression of the body of Christ. And I'm saying anyone they uh, they designate can baptize, right? So, so obviously pastors can baptize people. Um, we, we also have certain instances where maybe someone led someone to Christ and uh, and then we, we give them the opportunity to, to baptize or maybe uh, there's a father of, um, of their child, their daughter or their son, um, and, and their father is a minister. And we say, hey, um, would, you, would you like to do this honor of baptizing your child, right? But we do that as the church. And since Jesus has given us the, the, the keys to the kingdom, right? We can make decisions on, hey, you know what? I'm gonna authorize, as a local church, we are authorizing this person to baptize. And um, obviously, that's a very specific thing. I'm saying only the church can do this, right? And so um, that uh, eliminates the husband who is on a, a vacation with his wife and uh, you know she comes to believe and they are out in the middle of the ocean and he just baptizes her right there with no one around, right? That, that eliminates um, some parachurch college ministries who are doing really good work for the kingdom and, and I'm saying that wouldn't be my preferred uh, preferred avenue to be baptized through, right? And so I'm saying whoever the church bapt uh, whoever the church designates, they can baptize. Now, why? Why uh, why only the church? And I think there's a there's a few reasons, right? And so um, one, baptism is a sign of the entrance, right? The entrance of an individual into the body of Christ. Right. So if baptism is a sign of, of entering into Jesus, entering into his body, I would ask, well, then who is the body? And the body is the church, the this local expression of the church. Right. Re represents the body of Jesus. This this invisible universal body of Christ. Right. Is represented through this particular church. And so. What other way, what better way to to celebrate, to symbolize being baptized into the body of Christ than to do that in front of and through Christ's body, which is the church? All right. I, I think that is the that is appropriate to be done within fellowship of the church when possible. Now, um, there's a few reasons why I say this is the only way, right? And so, so one of them is this, is that we get a chance to rejoice 
right? And so if people are baptized in the church in front of the fellowship of believers, they get a chance to celebrate and rejoice. We, we look at the prodigal son when he turns away and he comes back to the father's home, the father's uh, mansion, the father's kingdom. They they throw a huge party, right? The, the angels begin rejoicing in heaven and we get to mimic that. We get to join in in that way. And, and I would argue that the only time that the church can get together and rejoice over you coming to life is in your baptism. And so I would say, do that to the, through the church, right? Another way, man, I think it's super practical. We, we are welcoming new believers into the church, right? What we don't want is, is, are all of the long, lone rager Christians, right? Who, who became a Christian in college or some other time, and they only watch uh, uh, TV sermons, but they're never in the actual uh, people of God, never with the actual body, right? They never join, never become members, right? They, they never submit to pastoral authority, right? They never commit to the other people of God. And, 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 and so when we're saying you are baptized into the body of Christ, we want to welcome you into the church. And so practically, I think that your baptism should be done in front of the church, all right? And three, the administrator of baptism being the church safeguards baptism, right? Because there's a possibility that that this this uh this right, right, of the church can be abused. And so so our idea, we want to keep it pure. We we want to keep baptism in the context of the church because a few things can happen there. When someone comes to me and they say, hey, I want to be baptized. Well, th this church who has leaders and, and elders, right, people who have been ordained by God and by the people of God, they can validate or discern whether or not you have a true testimony. And if you have a true testimony, well, then we know, hey, you're a believer. So believers are baptized, right? So you have a a, a, a sufficient, a, a we, we deem a, a proper um, profession of faith. And we want to make sure we safeguard uh, baptism by, by this specific mode of immersion, which, which we understand from previous podcasts that that's what the word baptizo means in Greek, which is just translated into, into English, right? To baptize. That's what it means to be immersed, submerged. We, we safeguard the, uh, the mode and we also safeguard the meaning. I, I think in some different places, uh, people might believe that their baptism saves them. Like, oh, I'm saved. I've been baptized. A better way of thinking is I've been saved, so I need to be baptized. I should be baptized. That That's my next step. But who's going to who's gonna guard this? Who, who's going to do the discerning? Who's going to weed the people out? And so I think that when we do baptism through the church, it, it guards it in that way. And yeah, and, and overall, it's this. If people are entering into the invisible church and they're also entering into the visible church, then they should be baptized by the church and I would argue in front of the church. This past weekend or two weekends ago, we got to baptize uh, two of our students and um, and it was such a great and beautiful moment. And when, when we shared stories afterwards, 
about who these people are, how they've been growing in Jesus, when they shared their own testimony in front of the church, I saw baptism honestly different than I ever have. It, it was so real. It was real because I wasn't celebrating the fact that someone got dunked in water. I was overjoyed with the fact that Jesus had saved them. They believed in this risen Savior and they had given their entire life to him. They were saved. They were rescued. They were pulled from death to life. And that's what I felt as I pulled them out of the water from death to life. And it was, it was more than a symbol. It, it just felt deeper than that. It, it, it was the time that we can say, praise God that he has saved you. And there's no other moments like that. And so, yeah, I, I think baptism is important. I think that the proper mode is, is immersion. I think that the, the subject, the person who should be baptized, I think that they are believers. And I think where they're not believers, we use, we lose a lot of that symbolism. The people who should be doing the baptize are those who are designated by the church. And that's all I got. So you've been listening to the Soldier on College podcast, where we engage God's word in a way that transforms us. And so I'm logging off and this ends the end of our series. Hope to catch you on the next one. Take care.